0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Abington, Virginia, with my new friend Kim Jarrett of SouthernPlacesandFaces.com. Kim is a local travel writer who helps readers discover the charm of small cities across the southern United States. She learned about Abington 15 years ago and has been a dream of hers to visit ever since. She loves the local theater, the outdoors, and of course, the hometown cooking. In this episode, Kim and I talk about catching a show at the Barter Theater, hiking the Virginia Creeper Trail and exploring Revolutionary War battlefields at the muster Grounds. You're about these three incredible attractions and so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Abington. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Don't you just hate waiting in line for security at the airport? Me too. Even the pre-check lines are slammed most of the time today. That's why I use Clear to skip the lines and get to my flight quicker. For my listeners, I've actually worked out a special deal where you can try Clear for free for two months. This is a limited time offer, so go to wetravelthere.com forward slash clear to sign up today. Hey, Kim, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how are you, Lee?
0: Everything's going great. So it's, it's an honor to have you on the show and super excited about like the concept of your website and how it's brought you to the city called Abington, Virginia.
1: I know. You had never heard of that, right?
0: I didn't. And that's what the, the, the kind of the really cool things about me being here in Nashville now and kind of exploring the area and also with your site, kind of highlighting all these little towns uh, across the South. So I'm really excited to learn about Abington, especially because... There's like a, a really good reason why like Abington is like the city we're focusing on today.
1: It is because I have wanted to go to Abingdon for 15 years, mainly because in Abingdon there is the State Theater of Virginia, which is the Barter Theater. And the Barter Theater has this extremely cool story of how it started because back in the 30s, Robert Porterfield brought all of these actors from New York because nobody was going to see shows because of the Depression. And he knew that the people in southwestern Virginia wouldn't be able to pay to see these shows with money. So basically they could bring pigs, produce, whatever, equaled about 35 cents or so. And that's why it's called the Barter Theater. So I have loved that story for fifteen years, and that is what drew me to Abingdon. But it, like I said, took me a long time to get there. But I'm so glad I went.
0: (laughs) That's so awesome. As far as like in Virginia, obviously, you know, like there's parts of Virginia that are very close to DC and everything else. Like where in Virginia is the is Abingdon?
1: it's in Southwest in the southwestern corner of Virginia if you've heard of Bristol if you've seen those Geico commercials where the little gecko is standing in Bristol Virginia and Bristol Tennessee well Abington is just about 20 or 30 minutes north of there and so it's very easy to get to right out you take i-81 if you're coming from the south and I guess you could take 81 if you're coming from the north too <laughs> and it is very it, that was one thing we loved it was so easy to find
0: oh that's fantastic All right, so obviously, you know, you and I, we live in this kind of area, so we would just drive there. But for everybody else that maybe they're flying or or something like that, or even our international listeners, how would they get actually get to the city?
1: Well, Abingdon is lucky; it's right in between Roanoke, Virginia, and Knoxville, Tennessee. Each one of those are about two hours away because the Abingdon area itself is kind of rural, and there's not a lot. It's not a lot, you know. There's not a lot of big cities there. But you can fly into either one of those airports and drive about two hours. Of course, you'll have to rent a car, of course.
0: All right. That makes sense. And then once we actually get to Abington, is it like a, a city that you have to drive around a lot to be able to see some of the things there? Or is it once you arrive, then you can just kind of park your car and walk everywhere?
1: Well, one of the great things about Abington is it has a wonderful downtown. And you could park anywhere downtown. And you can walk up and down through this through the little city. They have wonderful restaurants along your walk, some great antique shops. Also, if you're wanting to hike the Virginia Creeper Trail, it's right there. You could just it's just a little bit about a block away from downtown. You'll also find a great arts center downtown. Now, if you're wanting to go to like the southwestern Virginia Cultural Center, you're gonna have to drive a little bit. So you'll want to drive there. Also, there is the nine-acre Abingdon Muster Grounds, which is a must-see, in my opinion, because it is where some of the troops mustered for the American Revolutionary War. So, yeah, there's some driving you're going to have to do to see some of the attractions. But, you know, if you just want to come and just spend a wonderful t- a wonderful day downtown for a weekend trip, you won't have to move your car at all.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. I was actually looking around and, and trying to learn a little bit more about the city before our interview, and I saw that Southern Living actually named it, like, basically, they said that It's a Wonderful Life could have been set in the actual, that town there. So it's like, I guess this was one of those things. And maybe that's why you, it's so popular through your website is that all these small cities have such character.
1: This one has so much from, and there's so much history there right in the middle of downtown is the Martha Washington Inn and Spa. We didn't stay there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a goal we might have next time we're we've already planned at least one trip back, but it, it's so historic. The Barter Theater, that theater was actually a church at one time before it became the theater. Just all of the things downtown that you see. Being from, I'm from Georgia originally, and yeah, we have some older buildings, but I was really attracted to all of the 18th century buildings that they had in Abingdon.
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Well, let's take a step back for a second. Like When we're talking about our, our trip to going to Abingdon, Is there certain times a year that maybe we want to plan our our visit around, like as far as like the weather or different annual festivals or events?
1: Well, this is something I kind of regret. We ended up going, we, we visited in June. Our plan had been to go in the fall because it is absolutely gorgeous in the fall. And I haven't been there, but I have seen pictures on the Visit Abingdon, Virginia website on the Virginia Creeper Trail, all of the leaves are orange and red and beautiful. So, yeah, next year we're going in the fall. I think, though, being that the climate in the south is we don't get a lot of heavy, heavy snow. You could visit anytime, but I would recommend, and, and I certainly wish I had done this the first time, going in the fall.
0: Nice, and then you kind of hinted there about the summer. Uh, and I, I know living here in Nashville, it gets hot and humid and a little bit nasty with like the the sweat and everything. Is that the same uh, over there in, in, during your trip?
1: Yeah, it gets. It was pretty warm. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as going to South Georgia, which we did in July. Don't ever do that because uh, <laughs> that was hot. But yeah, it it gets warm. So yeah, I, I definitely my wardrobe consisted of. Sleeveless shirts and shorts the whole time we were there, if that tells you anything.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Were there any festivals or, or like annual events that you saw or that you heard about while you were in Abington?
1: The Virginia Highlands Festival, it happens around the end of July. This year it was July 22nd. To July 31st, if you like arts and crafts and you like vintage things, that's a wonderful one you don't want to miss. They have a lot of other things that go on throughout the year, and especially Barter Theater has wonderful shows year-round. So you should really go to, and I'm a big fan of the Barter Theater, as you can tell. (laughs) So one thing you should do if you're planning on going to Abbey is go to the Barter Theater website and find out what shows are going to be playing and plan a trip around a show.
0: Sure. and Is it mainly like like theater type of shows or is it like musical performances as well?
1: They are so wonderful. They have had a wide variety of shows over the years. Um, at Halloween, they performed Frankenstein. When COVID hit, they moved shows to the Moonlight Drive-In Theater, which is where I actually saw the show. We saw always Patsy Cline. It was a musical. Kim Morgan Dean, the star of that show, she could sing so well. It just... Blew us away, and they did a whole, they did a whole lot of musical shows out there. They have so many talented actors at the theater that thinking they they've done everything from drama to just some fun sing along shows.
0: Oh, that sounds fantastic! When we talk about about the city and and everything else, I imagine it's pretty small. So, is there like a certain part of town that you want to like book your hotel in, or or are there even major like hotels like like a Hilton or a Hyatt or something like that?
1: There are plenty of major hotels. There's also the Martha Washington Inn, which, as I said, we kind of wish we had stayed in right downtown. There's a lot of Airbnbs in the area that you can, you could go and you could look and you could find. There's some really cute ones on there because we had a, we, we went through a lot of options. There are a lot of hotels on the interstate. We stayed at the Country Inn in Suites, which is right off I 85, and we were treated like family. In fact, I still talk to people from there.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. I love the free breakfast, you know, so.
1: Oh, yeah. Honestly, we were there during the tail end of the pandemic, which, well, the pandemic is still going on, but it was during that sweet spot where we thought maybe we were getting out of it, I guess. (laughs) And so the breakfast, you know, it was packaged stuff, but it was still good. We've stayed in other country and in sweets and they do have the best breakfast.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for those those uh, that waffle machine. I I think I'm gonna buy one of those at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's so let's talk about some of the things to do. Like you you mentioned a couple of different places that we should or different experiences that we should have when we're there. Like the Virginia Creeper Trail. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Oh the Virginia Creeper Trail it's wonderful it goes over railroad trusses and bridges you could take you know it's a popular biking trail but we walked we didn't get to walk all of it we again we ran out of time that's our next goal when we go back in the fall is to walk the whole entire trail the Virginia Creeper Trail is wonderful and you really need to see it because everybody talks about trails and and they're great but this one it just it's just so well done
0: Oh that sounds amazing Obviously there's a lot of attractions throughout the country and everything like that, that are awesome, but they also cost money. And so like it's nice when you can find something like that where it's, it's outside, you get in fresh air. And I, I assume it's free as well too.
1: Oh, yes, it is free. (laughs) It's really great because you park and there's a nice parking lot across the street from the trail. There's a beautiful locomotive at the entrance to the trail and there's a little visitor center there too, if you need more information. So it's just, it's easy to find, it's free, it's a great way. And you can also, there's a lot of shops right near the trail. If you decide you want to bike the trail, but you don't have a bike, you can rent a bike.
0: Oh, perfect. Uh, and then you also mentioned the, the Southwest Virginia Cultural Center. What is that?
1: That is a wonderful place where artists from the area display their wares. And you can buy every, we bought a little pillow there that had one of my mom's favorite sayings on it. But they have all kinds of beautiful art and jewelry. Just about anything that you would find at a arts and crafts fair, but it's there all the time. And it's well worth a visit if you're just looking for a really cute souvenir that really represents the area.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. Now I normally travel with my kids and like, you know, we love to swim and, and, and go out in the boats and everything like that. And I was doing a little research at the Abington website and I saw something called the, um, the Soho excursions water park. Again, like kids are all about the water and going kayaking, everything like that. Have you seen that or no?
1: We did not get a chance to go over there, and I really wanted to. <laughs> Again, that's on our list to do for fall. And that's in, in fact, some people in our hotel, that was all they were doing every day. They were coming back into the hotel in the afternoon soaking wet. So, being that I'm nosy, of course, I asked, What were you doing? Because <laughs> we weren't getting wet where we were going.
0: Oh, sure, sure.
1: And she said they were over there. It
0: seemed it seemed really cool from the pictures I saw because there's actually like an aqua park. You know, like you see on on some like those TV shows where it's like an obstacle course in the water. And I just know my kids would absolutely love that, and I would probably be falling and, and trying to keep up with them. But that's part of the fun, you know, with traveling with your kids.
1: Yeah, I, well, my children are too old for that. I don't, but they might still try it. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, let's see some of the other things that I saw there. I guess there's a something called Backbone Rock.
1: There is. I didn't do that. I really wish we had, but we didn't get a chance.
0: Yeah. it was, it, it just seemed really cool. It, it's, you know, back in California, there's like the big redwoods that you can like drive through and everything. It seems like what they did here is they actually tunneled through a, uh, this big rock. They tunneled through it in 1901 for like, for trains and cars to be able to drive through it. And, uh, and so now you can drive through it and, and it's like real, just nice archway the, along the road there. So what are some of the other things that you did when you were visiting in the town?
1: One of the fun things we did was we had a chance to go over to the Muster Grounds. Now, the Muster Grounds is where a whole bunch of just militias got together and they trained and they went over to the Battle of Kings Mountain. Now, this is really important because a lot of people say that was one of the deciding battles in the American Revolution. Coming from Northwest Georgia, we don't have a lot of that stuff here because Georgia was mainly in the Savannah area during the American Revolutionary War. So we really wanted to grasp that part of history while we were there.
0: Oh, that sounds so amazing. Yeah, I know a lot of times when you're visiting the South, it, a lot of the, the focus is on the Civil War and those types of things. So it's, it's awesome to be able to understand what's going on, like what happened during the Revolutionary War, you know, so that's really awesome. What are some of the other things that you did?
1: One of the things that's really big right now with Southwestern Virginia and Northeastern Tennessee is music. And they have the Crooked Road Heritage Music Trail. Now, we were talking about the Southwestern Virginia Cultural Center. There is a small exhibit there, and it was actually pretty cool. I actually almost missed it. But there was a wonderful exhibit in there that talked about the musical history. Of that area and had some really wonderful musical instruments that you could look at and, it, and the history was there. I really enjoyed that. And again, I almost missed it. And I looked over there and I saw, I think, a banjo or a mandolin or something. And I was like, what is that? And then I went over there and noticed that. Tennessee is also doing this, doing a, a lot of music trails so that people can go and look at the history of music in the area.
0: Oh that's fantastic. I mean I obviously I know like in Nashville here like music is really the thing that put us on the map. You know, and so uh it's it's cool to be able to kind of understand how music influenced the kind of the, the up, upbringing of these different cities uh, across the south. Now, uh obviously one of the big things that you're going to do whenever you travel is checking out some of the local food and, and I'm sure there's some great eateries that you found uh, there in Abington.
1: Okay, we're talking about my favorite part now. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this. My uh, One of my other regrets is we didn't get to eat at every single restaurant. Abingdon has been recognized by U.S. News and, and World Report as one of the best foodie small towns in the country. So obviously, I knew this going in, and we picked out a few that we thought would be great. And unfortunately, there's now some I realize I missed. One place we went is relatively new. It's called The Girl and the Raven. And we had dinner there and I'm not, they're not still, they do not doing dinner now, but they still have a lot of these good items on their menu at lunch. And I mean, I like my steak well done and I had to have it medium rare. And that was the best steak I've ever had in my life. And it changed my life. I will never eat steak <laughs> the same way again. And I tried so many different, it really challenged me to try a lot of different tastes They have breakfast and lunch there, and they have some of the best pastries you will ever taste. I'm not supposed to eat sweets, but I did sneak a bite of a cookie that my husband was sharing with someone, and oh my goodness, it was amazing. And then someone told me it was gluten-free, so bonus um, if you need to be gluten-free. But I think the one can't misplace, and there are so many great places, but I think the one can't misplace if you're going to Abingdon is the Tavern. It's a late 18th century place. It has had lots of uses before it became the Tavern Restaurant. You walk in there and it's like you're walking back into the 1790s. It's It's just the whole feeling of it is, is exactly what I was... It just lived up to the hype of what I was seeing online. The food is so good too. And we splurged. I don't normally eat dessert, but we splurged and... From beginning to end, the salad had these – and this is a strange thing to remember, Lee. The salad had these carrots that were cut crisp, kind of like waffle fries are cut. Uh Uh-huh. But they were – I don't know why, but I said, these are the best carrots I've ever tasted. I guess I'm just kind of a nerd like that. But everything there, it was all fresh and so good. And I think it's just that restaurant, the ambiance of feeling like you're back in the late 18th century and the wonderful food – I don't know. There's something about it. And I think everybody should go and visit it if you go to Abington and the Girl and the Raven. There were a few other places we visited that were great. Luke's Cafe. They have just, it was hard to choose from their menu. <laughs> and I chose a, a some pimento cheese. And my husband got some amazing chili cheese fries that probably would have given me a heart attack if I'd eaten them. But I did try them. And they were great. Also, we went to just, there's a Greek restaurant there that we love. It's just, I don't know, so many different places you can try. And I think that's one thing you have to do if you're going to Abington is make sure that you are prepared to eat.
0: Okay. So I'm going to have to bring my stretchy pants or my bigger belt uh, whenever I go so that I can <laughs> enjoy all the food and enjoy all the tastes and everything. You said like that sometimes it's just like these small town chefs, you know they t- they take so much care in the food. You know it's it's not about like just wham wham wham. You get it all out. They have a little bit more time to be able to put a little bit more love into the food, and it's just like you can just tell from the flavors how how amazing it is.
1: One thing I noticed too when we were there, it is not that other places we've gone have been different. It was just every every place we eat. We went to Greco's Grill and Cafe, which is just this little small place. The owners would come out and talk to you. Everywhere we went, and they didn't know who we were. We went in there just just like everybody else. But they came out, and they were talking to tables. and, And I thought that was a nice touch. And that was really just about everywhere we went. In fact, it was funny. The first place we ate was this really cute diner called Chicken Little. And that's like going back into the 50s and 60s. It's really, really cute. And my husband started not feeling well. And had nothing to do with the food because the food was excellent, and we were going to try to go back there at least one more time before we left, but didn't get a chance to. But the waitress was so nice, and well, kind of find out she was the owner later. We found that out, but she was so helpful. Oh, if you're not feeling well, and telling us where all the urgent cares were, and it was just—I don't know—you feel like your family when you go and eat at any of the every restaurant we went to. We just felt like we were home, and we were far away, actually.
0: Well, That's so cool. Well, Kim, I really appreciate you sharing all these things about Abington. It sounds just like a wonderful place, and I can't wait to visit someday. But but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Abington, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: They need to go to the tavern, and I'm not going to tell them what to eat. I I had a wonderful chicken and rice dish, but I can't remember the name of it. My husband had the jambalaya. We've we loved both of those. But don't forget to get dessert, because I have to say that was probably the best part.
0: <laughs> right on. What kind of dessert did you get?
1: I got a chocolate pie, and sometimes chocolate pies can be too rich, and it was wonderful. And my husband had the cream boulet, which I got a quick taste of, and it was great too.
0: Oh, nice! Guys, yeah, nothing like fin- finishing off a good meal with like this an even better dessert. That's really awesome. Obviously, you were there for a little while, and it's like kind of like fulfilled one of your uh, almost like lifelong dream of checking out the theater. Like, so, can you tell me one of your memorable stories of your visit?
1: I think one of my most memorable stories was touring the Barter Theater, and I'm so thankful to Katie Brown and Amber for allowing us to do that, because there are so many actors who are famous who have passed through that theater, and there is a piece of a tailgate truck that Gregory Peck, if you know who he is, actually drove, and it says Gregory Peck drove this truck. And I just thought that was so cool because To Kill a Mockingbird, which Gregory Peck starred in, is one of my favorite actors. And to know he passed through there and that he actually was driving a truck full of actors around was really cool.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. It's like um, it's amazing to think like, OK, you see actors and actresses today. Most of them are flying in their private jets and like driving their limos around and everything else like that. And the old school actors like like Gregory Peck, I mean. Like you said, they were just all kind of jammed into the truck together. And, hey, everybody, let's go on to the next spot. That's really really fun.
1: They also, if you've you've, you've ever watched Seinfeld, if you know the character Newman, Mm -hmm. he's also, he had passed through Barter Theater. And he's actually from my husband's home county, where my husband grew up. So we saw his picture on the wall of people who had performed at the Barter. And, of course, we went crazy.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, speaking of good times and good memories and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Abington?
1: well, you, there's a lot of great places. We're not really happy hour people, but we, you know, the Tavern has an amazing bar. If you're going there for dinner or if you just want to go and, and have a quick drink, there are tons of little places that you could go if you want to spend more time. Wolf Hills Brewing Company, they have some award-winning craft beers there, and we really tried to get over there, but ran out of time but if you're wanting to go at happy hour and then have a good meal the tavern had a wonderful wine list and a great selection of mixed drinks
0: oh nice yeah i'm I'm all about trying like the the local beers and everything so the for me the wolf hills uh, sounds like a perfect spot now one of the things i always do whenever i travel is check out the local pizza what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in ebbington
1: Well, right up the road from us was this wonderful little restaurant called Bella's Pizza. And it's local. I mean, there are a lot of pizza restaurants around the interstate, but if you want something local, go to Bella's.
0: Oh, fantastic. So I know you are are similar to me as far as being a freelance writer and you have your travel blog and everything else. And so I know you travel a lot. So you must have some really good tips. What's your best travel
1: tip? Planning. I think think the best travel tip that you can do is, is to plan, but also change the plan. Do a lot of research. The Abingdon, Virginia website, visit AbingdonVirginia.com had some great things that we we were able to put together an itinerary. And and don't be afraid to talk to people at the Convention of Visitors Bureau. Stop by and say hello because they're always everywhere we have gone they have been great resources for us. Even when we've just done a last minute trip, say like, hey, we're we're hey, we just walked in and we're seeing your town. They're always a good go-to if you're wanting to know some of the best places in town that the locals go
0: to. Well, for sure. I, I think it's one of those things that nowadays we are so focused on, like, let me just Google that. Let me just do this. Let me do that. And we forget that there's a, a very valuable resource in, in most of these towns, even the small ones like Abington, is, is right there ready and willing and able to help out. You know, The visitor bureaus for all these cities have just tremendous amount of information. Obviously, they got the insider knowledge. And a lot of times for my frugal heart is they have coupons. So, <laughs> you know, coupons for restaurants, coupons for attractions, they may have discount passes, whatever they have, it's a great way to be able to save money as well. So I'm all about visiting those, uh, those visitor bureaus.
1: Uh, we would not have known about Luke's Cafe, which was an, an amazing meal, if it hadn't been for Tanya at the Visitor Center. She's the one who told us about it. We probably, it might have been on the website, but she let us know to go there, and it was happened to be close to the muster grounds. Then it all kind of worked out. So, yeah, I always go and ask. Go into the CVBs, pick up a brochure, and ask questions. That's, we do that everywhere we go.
0: Fantastic. Well, again, Kim, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Abington. I can't wait to go. It sounds like such a cool like road trip weekend for us to be able to go visit sometime. Uh, can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Well, I spent um, almost 30 years in journalism, working in print half of that time, and in radio the other half of that time. And four years ago, four and a half years ago, I was laid off from my radio job. We just decided it was time to do what we wanted. I deal with freelance writing all day long, but I can do that from anywhere. And we spend our time writing on our blog, southernplacesandfaces.com, and we try just to bring interesting stories that you may not know about, like the one from Barter Theater about where you can trade ham for Hamlet as they like to say. And that's what we're trying to find the interesting places in the small towns. Big cities are great. We go to them. But we like to tell you about places you might not know about, like Abingdon.
0: Right on. And I think a lot of it is you may not necessarily plan like, oh, I'm going to spend my entire vacation at at one of these spots. But if you're driving to or from places, maybe you add like just an extra day onto your trip. That way you can like spend like a day in one of these small towns and just enjoy the character and, and explore all they have to offer.
1: Exactly. We were in Orlando a couple of years ago and we spent a lot of time in Orlando, but we also spent a lot of time in some of the cities around Orlando. So take the time, go see the small towns. They'll welcome you. They need your tourism dollars too.
0: Absolutely. And a lot of times in these small towns, your your dollars are going to go that much further as well, you know, because they don't have the big inflated prices of of the city. Again, uh, Kim, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips. If somebody has questions about your website or about Abington, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media?
1: On social media, everything is southernplacesandfaces.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook at southernplacesandfaces.com or southernplacesandfaces on Instagram.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, we'll link to all that in the show notes. And again, thanks for coming on the show. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there.
1: Thanks, Lee. I enjoyed it.
0: What a fun conversation with Kim? I'd love to take a road trip with my family to explore the city, the local hiking trails, and its rich history. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Abington. We want to say thank you to Clear for being today's affiliate partner. Clear keeps you moving through airports, stadiums, and more with their exclusive Touches ID verification technology. Take advantage of our special limited time offer, where you can try Clear free for two months. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Clear to sign up today. Join us next time as we head to Rotorua, New Zealand to speak with my new friend, Chantal Patton of GrowingUpWithoutBorders.com. In this episode, Chantal and I talk about the natural wonders of the pink terraces, visiting a buried village, and taking a treetop walkway in the Redwoods. Who will join us when we travel there? If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.